What is on your shirt? What? It's like dirty on the top. I think the shirt is too black for me. Like it's so black that everything looks like I just washed this. No, you didn't. <laughs> Somebody just washed this. It's uh, it's recently washed. Hi, welcome to Shrink Wrapped. I'm Allison Colarosi here with Dr. David Colarosi, and we are here for another episode of Shrink Wrapped. Hi, Dr. Dave. How are you? I'm kind of tired. But I'm That's good. A sh- a sh- uh, that'll be a shocker to everybody. You're tired again? <laughs> no, I'm just a bit. Well, I guess I have a, we could start with a couple of, I have a couple of good prompts. Do you want to start first with how I assume your, the extent to which you're attracted to me has skyrocketed in the last like week and a half? Or do you want to start by talking about your, your performance at the airport? Um, let's talk about like how I'm more attracted to you in the last week and a half. What did, what'd you do? Muay Thai. Oh, what's it like for you to know, like that you live, that there are weapons in the bed next to you? I mean, eight weapons. Can I tell Actually, you, nine. we did Muay Thai Actually, together a, a as a weapon. date and I feel like David constantly critiqued me during Muay Thai. Well, first of all, okay, so here's the story is our kids are in jujitsu. They're not going to a new jujitsu gym. And at this new gym, they have adult kickboxing and Muay Thai. So I take the, I start going to the Muay Thai classes. Let me just say, the, it starts off really, I was uncomfortable the first time. I took one class, sort of got in the groove. And then Allison's, I'm like, Allison, you need to join the class. She goes, David. You know, when I was in high school and college, I used to take turbo kick. What did you take? It was a legit, it wasn't turbo kick. What, what did you take when you were in high school? I went to Ultimate Kickboxing Center or something. Okay, so Allison's like walking around the house like she doesn't need to take the classes and she's that got this swagger. That is not, David. That's that is a hundred, not. That is 100% what But you know what? What? You know what? I'm a little, a little rusty. But a I- little? <laughs> I am going to come around, and you better watch it. Okay, well, first of all, so so Allison's at home. She's She thinks that she's like the badass kickbox from the family. So so we go to what is my mm-hmm. third class. Allison shows up. And first of all, like, it's, a, it's his martial arts. Like these people take it seriously. You don't go on the mat. And you got to bow when you walk on the mat, and you got to, like, you know, you you tap gloves with the instructor before you start. It's all serious. Allison is like halfway checked in. You are the worst coach because no one said any of that to me. Uh, honey, I'm not your coach. No, I but am how just am at, I? Oh, hold, hold on. on. How no. am I supposed to know I'm supposed to bow before I get on the mat? You observe, If you don't tell me. You observe the other people there. David. Nobody told me. I have Lino's crying because someone pulled his hair I'm not 100% focused. Uh, hold on. You don't have to bow before you walk onto, the, onto our mat. But at the beginning, when you're working with somebody, you you bow and touch gloves. I'm getting mad at you because no, this you didn't tell my, me that. Well, it's, it's your third class. It's okay, my first. Okay. How am I supposed to know that? Allison, I just want... Wait, I First of all, I thought you would know it because you were in American kickboxing or whatever it was when you were growing. I thought you sort of knew all the rules because at home, you knew all the rules. And then we go... 
I have some feedback for you. <laughs> I have some. Let me I, try and get the no, story out. No, I have a gift. I don't I want the gift. gift. I don't want your gift. I would like to tell my story about kickboxing, and then you can give me the gifts, okay? So we go. <laughs> it's not good if they start off always with our, us arguing, but let me just tell the story. So we go, and, you know, you start off where you have to run in a circle just around the bags. And everybody is focused and quiet, like they're shadow boxing while they're running. <laughs> and Allison hops on the back, and she is just chatting. While we're running, she's just like chatting me up. And I'm trying to give her like every nonverbal, like, sweetheart, this is serious. People are taking it serious. This is people. And we end up, we finally get around. And then you line up by level of status in the class, right? Like the front of the class is, you know, top dog. And then Allison and I would be the very back of the class. Allison's in the back of the class just chit-chatting. I don't think you, anyway, instructions are given. And then, again, everybody's very serious as the instructor gives us the whatever the task at hand and Allison then goes like, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like questions. And then, and then Miss kickboxing has to get corrected. Not only, not only on your bag work, but your shadow boxing work got corrected. And I want you to know that my heart was singing when I didn't get corrected, but you did. You're so awesome. Okay. Do you want to give me a gift? You're so. I, I just great. want to make sure that I think that in the house we should I think just go you're like. Really awesome, Dave. I think, I'm so glad I'm I just, married to a yeah. kickboxer. Okay, that's all. I, that's all I want. I just want you to. Call, I'd like you just to bow at me when I walk by. I'm bowing. Just know, just know that what a dangerous weapon I am. After you, you're such a scary. Now, I saw. Now, I saw how hard you kick. Now the bed. four. Excuse me. Four kickboxing classes. I'm quite the badass. All right, go ahead. Did you have some feedback for me? Okay, so I flew in from a business trip that day. I hadn't seen you all weekend, and I had some things to catch up with you on. But in you were you were like coming in hot, like we we hadn't seen each other at all. So that was the first time I'd seen you, and I just wanted to chit chat. You should like number one think that's cool, and number two, you should give me a heads up of what I'm going into. I thought you knew because you were of your kickboxing background. Well, okay. So already, I just, I mean, to set the stage, it's all 20-year-olds, all 20-year-old males and me. Yeah. And she's okay. in there. So you would think that she'd be serious. I'm not even wearing the right outfit. You didn't even give me a heads up on the right outfit. Oh, my gosh. This also drove me nuts. It's like skiing with you, to snowboarding with you. Like, like the class starts at whatever, at 530 or 630. And so everybody's out there at 5.15, stretching and shadow boxing, and their hands are all wrapped. Allison is, we're there with plenty of time. Allison's like shooting this shit on the side. Like, and it's two minutes till the start time, and you're just then starting to wrap your hands. It's, it's, and she does the same thing. Allison does not do ready sports, like ready golf. She doesn't do ready golf, ready snowboarding, or ready kickboxing. Just so you know, before why David even looking, wakes why up in the morning. Looking? No, I just think they need to know. Before you even <laughs> wake up in the morning, I've already done Ready Orange Theory and Ready Pilates. I mean, then I come home and make the lunch. You do, Allison. Yes, I do. No, and <laughs> no that don't. You do not always make the lunch. Let's be fair. I don't think you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you have some feedback? For, do you have a gift for me? You should give me a heads up of what I'm going into. I hadn't seen you. 
I was waiting for you to get there. I didn't know what to expect. No one gave me like a heads up about what's happening at all. At all. And I thought this was just like a little fun. Like, hey, this is fun. This is something I'm going to hold the bag. You kicked the bag so hard at me that I almost fell backwards. Uh, you, just sorry, did, your mic didn't work. What? Say that again. You, David. Which is, I didn't hear that last part. You're so funny. You're so great. And you're so good at kickboxing. I'm so glad to be married to you. <laughs> just as long as you know you're, that you're sleeping with a weapon now. Okay. I feel really safe. They can't hear the whispers. I feel really safe, dude. Good. That's good. <laughs> That's why I have to sleep next to the door to protect you from all the intruders. Okay. What else do you want to talk about? You want to talk about your performance at the airport? <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll kind of tell the story, but I'll admit that I got in trouble and that I was wrong. Okay. Okay. So we go to the airport. And I am, I have clear and pre-check. Allison doesn't have pre-check. She just has clear. Mm -hmm. And at the Denver airport, those are two separate lines. For some reason, they can't put them close to each other. So I take Enza, who's on my ticket, to clear and pre-check. And Allison takes Lino, who's on her ticket, to just clear. <coughs> Excuse me. So we go through security. Allison is like, I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. We, we could have just gone together. We were, you're maybe two minutes behind. And then we have plenty of time. So I go to the gate with Enzo and Enzo and I are going to get the seats and I'll reserve a seat on Southwest for Allison and Lino. Allison then goes, I'm going to go get some food for the kids or for everybody. Food for dinner. I'm getting dinner for everybody. And I said, well, that's so sweet of you. Thank you. So she goes and gets the food and we're boarding. I go, Allison, it, I call her. Hey, we're boarding. Make a move. She goes, got the food right now. I'm headed your way. I said, okay, well, I'm getting on the plane. We'll save a seat for you. And then Allison calls me back like five minutes later. And now the plane, like oh, the A group has already boarded on. And Allison goes, <laughs> <laughs> David, David, hold the plane. Hold the plane. <laughs> and I go, well, what's happened? She, go she goes, I went to the wrong gate. I'm at the end. And she went to the entire opposite side. This is, some, this is a woman who travels once a month minimum. She went to the entire wrong side of the terminal. She is 15 minutes away with my five-year-old <laughs> and a bag of food. And I'm going like, you got to be kidding me. Okay, well, hustle. And she's like, tell the stewardess to hold the plane. <laughs> like that is, not, so I'm like, okay, what am I going to, I can't stand up and scream, hold the plane. So, so we just wait, right? And Enzo and I are, you know, telling everybody, sorry, you can't sit here. You can't sit here. You can't sit here. And then the, they come on, now we're in the seas, and they go, there is no more blocking seats. You can't, you can't save a seat for your family member. Let people sit next to you. And Enzo is like, you know, his eyes are the size of, you know, <laughs> silver dollars. And then, and then they go, and so people are coming, and Enzo's like, uh, and so I'm like, my wife and son are coming, move it along. Wife <laughs> and son are coming, move it along, move it along. I'm calling Allison nonstop. We're, we're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> the whole plane loads on. I was so F sweaty when I got here. Finally, she, she is literally, literally the last person on. She gets on the plane, and I made the grave mistake of saying, your performance at the airport was not spectacular. 
right? Is that what I said? Mm-hmm. And you would have thought that the devil sat next to me. And Allison's head just rolls around and she goes, I planned this whole trip. <laughs> you did nothing. Which was true. And it was a mistake for me to have criticized you. I should have just kept my mouth shut and been appreciative. And I felt that way. I was genuinely, sincerely sorry for having been critical because I was a little bit stressed until we take off and then Allison pulls out of her bag the dinner she got me. It was super healthy. It was not edible. She, she, <laughs> they gave her a, this is not really your fault. They gave her a, like a wet salad in a biodegradable, like, I don't know what you call that, to-go box. I, I wonder if those to-go boxes you could plant a tree with, you know? Yeah. Well, here's <laughs> what I know for sure, is you're not supposed to take those to-go boxes and then put them sideways in a plastic bag next to each other. And run. And then hustle across the terminal. So it, she just pulls out this bag, and it is just like a bag of soup. That's like a soup salad with the, with the, with the, <laughs> the biodegradable cardboard, like just chunks floating in my salad. It was so awful. It was bad. The boys turned out okay, though. Their dinner. Yes, they, yeah, they were fine. <laughs> they were fine. Anyway, that's the latest. Mm. My performance was, wasn't great. But, like, I wonder how I, I looked at the, normally, yeah, I just looked at where we, we were, when I checked in, we were in the C group, which I'm never in the C group, because until this yeah. year I was an A-lister. So I didn't recognize that that wasn't a gate. Hey, privilege. I'm so used to being in front of the line, I can't, I never even thought about that I could ever be a C. Right. I'm an A-lister, but I'm not anymore. Now I'm relegated to the C. Back to the butt, back to the bus. Back to the middle seat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so what did you want to talk about today? I feel like that was a long time of me making fun of you. What do you want to talk about today? I'd like to get your opinion. I I read an article in Harvard Business Review about microstress. Have you heard that term before? I have. Um, and so, um, and just like how it if it affects your body, like nor you don't realize that microstress is happening. Yeah, will you give the full describe describe what it is or how you think about it? They're just like little bumps in your day little passive aggressive things that people say to you or little things that disrupt your day that you just kind of move on as like a bump in the road in the day. But, you know, we're, when we're moving in such a fast paced environment, we're dealing with lots of micro stresses, micro stresses, and they add up to like major stress and the welfare of yourself. And then like, say you lead a team, the welfare of your team and your team's team, because it all trickles down based on these micro stresses. And also, um, you know that if you get a micro stress, like what, when you're eating, it's like you're taking on an extra 104 calories per meal. Stop it. That's what they said in the article. What? That, come on. What? Because of the cortisol being produced. Anyway. That is. I believe it. That's why when people are stressed out, they gain weight. It's because like, it's actually like, it's causing your metabolism to um, change and slow down, I think. I think that's what they're saying. Because of the cortisol. 
Anyway, what do you think about micro stress? And I have some at work and I'm starting to notice it and I bring it up when it's happening. I don't know that it's micro stress in your case. So, I mean, the idea of micro stress is that it's stress that, and you can correct me if I have it wrong, but it's stress that is at a level in which you don't, you don't clock it as being problematic. It's a, it's boring, but it's fine. And so the, it's insidious because you don't think you have to do anything about it. Whereas, and you don't realize it's a stress because like, it's not an obvious stressor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like this is the argument for why COVID has led to lower levels of resiliency. Like when COVID first happened and everybody was locked up, everybody thought, "Oh my God, this is a major stressing. This is a major event. We're all really stressed." But even now that we are, you know, four, three and a half years outside of COVID, people are now thinking there's no stress that comes from it. But we still hear about people getting COVID. We still pass by the COVID tests at the store. There's still the offer of the vaccine, a new vaccine every, whatever it is, six months, nine months, right? You're constantly being inundated with like the messaging of, hey, there could still be a public health crisis or there's a new, whatever, um, you know, variant. A, a new variant that's going to cause, right? So it's a, you're getting, we're, getting, we're being graded upon um, by it's, those kinds of stressors. It's like it never goes away. Like at the, where I was this weekend, one of my meetings got canceled uh-huh. because someone got COVID. And it's like. Yeah. So it's right. So that's, but that's a micro stressor in, the, it, it is a micro stressor if you don't clock it as being a notable stressor. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do, what do you think are, so I guess I'm wondering in your case, are they really micro stressors because you seem pretty cognizant of them? Well, I'm I'm now cognizant of them, but like little things and how it leads to, like, say someone calls you and it ruined your weekend because, like, they say something, they need something for their boss, and then it goes down to me that I have to get it for my boss so that they can give it to their boss, and it all happens on the weekend, and then because of that, like, I'm not present with my kids. Mm-hmm. And so that is causing like a micro stress and then I don't sleep well. And they say, I need to go to my team to get the information. So then they're not sleeping. And so it's like this whole, um, a whole list of chain. like whole chain reaction. Yeah. I have a suggestion for you. I have a tip for the viewers today or the listeners. I think this is good. You should have more than one tip on this because I do feel like recognizing it has to be the most valuable. Now, that was my tip. Oh. I only have one tip. But the tip would be, my feedback for you, if I was coaching you in this particular, in this particular issue, it would be that you need to stop framing it as a micro-stressor. Because you're having this event that is really stressing out. You're losing, if, Allison, if you're losing st- sleep over something, it's not a micro-stressor. What's micro, what you're... I think what you're misdescribing as a micro stressor is the fact that you believe it's being created by something stupid. No, no, it's it's the additive effect. So the micro stressor would be like, oh, I forgot to sign the kids up for camp and the deadline passed. So that's like, ugh, I got to do that. Then, oh, this week is tennis camp registration. Oh, I also have three important, I have... um one waste of time meeting on the books mm-hmm. that I don't like today. 
I had a waste of time meeting on the books for work. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, I wish, like I, I needed, I needed extra time to get stuff done. And so that caused a micro strip because I was prioritizing that meeting when I should have been prioritizing something that, so I just feel like it, it's, it's the additive effect into a big stress leading you to not, um, to not be calm or present. Yes, and I still think that it's, it's, I understand what you're saying, but I would just frame it, I still think you should be framing it differently. Okay. When you're talking about, when you, at least, I'm just only talking about you. Okay. When you don't sign the kids up for something, what you usually do is you go, let me call my husband and let me yell at him for him not doing it. And, but then you, but then you go, okay, I should have done that. And then you think of the next thing. And yes, there is an additive load where those small stressors become more and more significant for you. And I don't know that I would, I mean, I guess I understand why you would call those micro stressors. And that's a reasonable description because maybe on their own, they would be, they wouldn't be perceived as notable stressors. They'd be a bump. They'd be a bump. But you're using the same descriptor talking about your stressors at work and those stressors are work are things that keep you you're not I don't think up at night worrying about camp but you are up at night when you feel like you've not when you've let down your colleague who lives in Ohio because he wants some spreadsheet that you don't deem to be very important and I think you're clocking that as a micro stressor but the truth is that it's very stressful for you it's not a micro it's not a small stressor it's a task that's weighs heavily on you and I think you should own the fact that it weighs heavily on you and it's a big stressor it's not a micro stressor Hmm. (coughs) what do you think do you see the difference do you see in 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 philosophically do you see what I mean as far as the difference I philosophically yeah I see what you mean by the difference but I mean like there, but there's all like that's a different example. But like there's little micro stressors that happen. But like it's, I mean, documented in Harvard Business Review. What was documented in Harvard in HBR? Like how micro stressors turn end up because of how they, um, because of the stacking effect of them. Yeah, they turn into a major stressor. Yes. So whereas like it's just like like so, but, little. So what's the solution? In HBR. I mean, to recognize it, to micro-rise and to, um, yeah, to recognize that these are micro-stressors and that you could also be giving people micro-stressors and not realizing it. And so it's like, and it's it's usually done by people closest to you, family and friends, you know, and coworkers. So, so I just think that there's value in, so yes, the answer is, recognizing it and then dealing with it. And I just think there's value in, this is true for any kind of stressor, is recognizing the level of distress that's being caused by the thing and then dealing with it. <coughs> Excuse me. I think, it's, if, I think it's damaging to you. It puts you in a worse position if you act like whatever, here, take, take stress out of it, whatever the emotion is. If, it's in, if any negative emotion, if it's if it's sadness, if it's anger, if it's regret, if it's embarrassment, whatever, if you feel something and you go, ah, not a big deal, mm-hmm. it's not healthy. 
right? That will, those emotions, you just, stuffing the emotions away or ignoring the emotions physiologically and psychologically isn't healthy. And I think with micro stressors, it's easy for people to go, it's not a big deal. I'm just worrying about the camp. It's not a big deal. My colleague just wants X, Y, or Z from me. And I'm going to ignore the fact that it's causing me distress. And I guess what I'm trying to say to you is acknowledge the fact that those are notable stressors because then if you acknowledge it, then you're going to deal with it. You'll talk to your colleague and tell him to knock it off. Or you'll tell your husband to whatever, <laughs> excuse me, help out with the, with the camps. Or right, you'll act on it. But if you just frame it as a micro stressor, they're easier to ignore. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I feel like yeah. you're not sold on this. As I'm talking about it, you seem like you're not buying it. Well, yeah. I guess, like, I, that is, I feel like that's a good strategy. Yeah. But what? Well, so, yeah, I mean, I, that's a good tip. You seem bummed out by the tip. It's not supposed to bum you. Why are you, I can't figure out why you're reluctant to, agree with that tip i agree with that tip i just need more tactical stuff i just don't feel like it's a good enough tip all right well what do you got that's all i got but i was hoping the psychologist would have something a little more straightforward okay so you know that that you know that tiktok where it's like you can't do everything and then the people go well who the fuck will no, I don't know that TikTok. <laughs> it's so, it's like all these funny moms being like, like listening to a guru about how you cannot do everything. Like, don't try to do everything. And they, they like look in the camera and they're like, well, who the fuck will? Uh huh. If I don't do it, who the fuck will? Well, so I feel so, how do you, what do you do then? How do you keep it? How do you keep the micro stress from co- turning into a mega stress? Other than identification is your only tip? Call it what it is. I, actually, I, before I, before mm. I, before I, f- I find myself. First of all, I thought it was a good pearl. Let me just say that right. It now. is a good. Uh, pearl. It is a good pearl. No, no, but no, tactically, but can you do it? Because you wait, have lots of micro. Why don't you? Why don't? Yes, I do, and I would like them acknowledged. <laughs> but hold on. What was the? What was the? What was the tip or the pearl that you were wanting me to give? Like, did you have one that you're like? I hope he says something that. Are you wanting one that's like, oh, this is a panacea and then all stress goes away? Yeah. <laughs> Other than uh, some kind of narcotic, I don't know what the what's going <laughs> to do that for you. Okay. What were you, what did you, do, what do you have? What, what tip do you got? Eat healthy, go to sleep, exercise. Boo. <laughs> That's worse. That's worse than mine. I think you're right. You have to identify it. And and, and <coughs> sorry, I'm, I'm sick. What's going on? I'm getting over a cold. <laughs> you have to identify it, and you, but identify it leads you to act on it. You have to deal with whatever the stressor is. Yeah. I have another tip. I'm but, I, but I, just for the audience here, this is a. This is a tip under duress. Okay. It's <laughs> a micro stress. The, tip. Yeah. The, I'm having a micro stress right now trying to come up with a tip for you. Okay. So the first thing is I do think that you should look at your, your plate of stressors full of these micro stressors. And I think that you should label all of them as 
notable stressors. Stop saying they're micro stressors. Stop undermining your own ability. Well, to I like, don't think, I think the key is that you're not, I'm, you keep mean, cutting me off to fight me on this point that is a obvious point. I don't know why you're fighting me on the point. Okay, sorry. What were you going to say? I don't, I think the key is that we're not identifying them as micro stressors. So like, then we have to identify them. Like we just identify them as like annoyances basically during our day. And then we move on with our day. But I think the key is to identify them as micro stressors and acknowledge that they're going to stack up and become a major stressor. Agreed. That's it. Okay. And I'm afraid to offer a thing that I'm going to get talked over. And I hope that YouTube audience or the, the listeners here noticed that I got interrupted. Because if I did that, I would get hammered. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> stop looking at them. I'm not going to save you. No one's here. Okay. I, the other under duress tip I would have is to hand, get out in front of them. So, like, be more organized and more planful and find ways to delegate those things. Like, look in the future and figure out where those stressors are going to come from. You can probably predict where the stressors are going to come from. So, for example, if making lunches is a stressor for you and me in the mornings, maybe it makes sense for us to make sandwiches all on Sunday and save them and freeze them so that we don't have to spend time doing that every morning because it becomes a stressor. Or if, if taking the kids to school becomes a burden for me, Maybe I need to re-coordinate with you so that I'm able to do that. Or, for example, if you don't feel like you're getting, like you did, right? You didn't feel like you were having an opportunity to work out enough. So you said, I'm going to schedule, I'm going to book the time every single day, and I'm going in the morning before school, before the kids' school. By planning those things out, the stressor goes away. You were much more, you had a micro-stressor in the past if you didn't get to work out before school. Mm -hmm. So so treat, so... Tip one is identify the things that are causing you stress. Acknowledge that they're notable stressors. They're not annoyances. Mm -hmm. And then actively find ways to deal with them proactively. It's like, it's like the analogy they always say in like time management books or classes is, you know, if you go on and pay your, if you go on to your bank account every year or every month and pay all your bills, like you're wasting time, you should automate those payments. Take the 10 minutes it takes to automate all your payments and you don't have to worry about them again. It's the same thing for stressors if you can plan. I like it. That's a good one. Is that a passable tip? Yeah. Um, so how are you going to do the planning part for yourself? No. Wait a second. <laughs> That's, this is the the other pattern of this podcast we need to stop is you always have a thing and then I've got to figure it way to... It's always some like <laughs> underhanded way to address my issues. How are you, Allison, going to plan to deal with your stressors? I think there's some things I can do. <clears throat> what could you do? Um, like I, you know, some of the, um, just be more proactive about certain things that I know are coming. Looking ahead in my calendar making sure I'm prepared for all my meetings, you know, mm -hmm. which I try to do, but sometimes I don't. Mm -hmm. So I do think that will help. And I need to be more scheduled. The thing that causes me stress is I have too many, like, I, got, I've, I have work stuff. I have administrative stuff that's outside of work that I have to deal with. And then I have YouTube that 
and I'm and I don't do any of those things in a systematic manner. Mm-hmm. I just like try to squeeze it all in, and I'm constantly under the gun as a consequence. Yeah. So I I could. I mean, it's funny. Like the planning is probably the biggest. You know, like in in if you go to like a community mental health center, and you go like, well, what's like the number one intervention you give to all of these people, regardless of what the kind of the mental health challenge is, adding structure and planning to people's days is has a positive impact one hundred percent of the time. Mm. I don't care if it's depression, if it's anxiety, if it's schizophrenia, if it's OCD, borderline bipolar doesn't matter. Adding structure to your day improves your global well-being. Okay. Right? Because it reduces stress. If you know what's going to happen next, people are less stressed. Mm-hmm. And stress agitates, you know. Yeah. All of those things, all, all those diagnoses that I just listed are negatively impacted by stress. Mm-hmm. I have actively been trying to get to the airport earlier because I started to realize <laughs> since what after our event what do you mean no no the la- with the kids it's always a nightmare but the last like I've been traveling a lot this last month because I just started to notice cuz I used to be like I'm the last one on the plane like I don't I don't care but I'm starting to notice it causes me anxiety and I don't want to feel that way so I get <laughs> just leave a half hour earlier no problem yeah <laughs> I used to I used to travel with a colleague that wanted to, her thing was she wanted to get to the airport in time to have dinner before her flight or a meal. Sit down, like go to root down at the Denver airport. And I'd be like, you want to get here an hour before? Like she wants to be through security with an hour to spare before it boards. Mm-hmm. And she thought I was a lunatic. Yeah, well, I think she was probably right. She's probably nice, calm. Knowing, She's very calm. Knowing that her yeah. baggage was going to get on the the yeah. overhead compartment. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, that's the last thing. Can I say this? And then you yelled at me for not having protected your baggage area. Yeah. You want me to stand up and be like, not only can you not sit here, but you cannot use any I of I would have put your backpack up there, so mine would have had space. My backpack was up there. Well, lesson learned. I won't bring you dinner <laughs> next time. Anything else you want to talk about today? No, I think that's it. Until, oh, you know what it is? Mm. Today's a check-in day. For what? Because it's leap year. It's February 28th. It's called Determination Day, according to Gretchen Rubin. Oh, jeez. And um, just how are you doing on your, um, on your 24 for 24 goals? I'm Have a, you scheduled a, a date night? I'm a wreck. I did do one. Didn't I do a date night? No. Valentine's Day. I wasn't here. I know, but I scheduled one and I had to cancel it. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> Wait, have we told everybody the podcast? I, we did, I bragged about this already. What? Yeah, I plan. I sent you chocolates and stuff. Yeah. But what about like, what about your, your, since it's determination day, are you going to be sticking with your goals? And also we need to, since it is determination day, but not today, I think we should, we need to build out our, our um, Jesse Eisler calendar. Yeah, we should have done that like six months ago. That's really? Yeah, before the year starts. I know, but we haven't done it. So can we start with now? It's never too late. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. When do you want to do that? I don't know. But the, the answer is I think I've not done very well on my New Year's resolutions. 
My diet's been off the rails. I haven't been working out, although I am now a Muay Thai, a Muay a, Thai, a Muay Thai weapon. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. How have you done? Um, I think I could do better. I, th- I, th- I think working out is fine. I mean, I'm, I decided in March. I had a colleague mention to other people at the table that whenever I have dinner with him, I always order French fries. And I was a little embarrassed because it's true. Um, and then everyone else who knew me at the table also agreed that I always ordered <laughs> French fries. <laughs> so in March, I'm not going to be eating French fries. How about um, fried pickles? I haven't. I mean, I haven't seen them on the menu, but if they are on the menu, I definitely would order those. Oh, am I in March? Nope. Any type of um, fried fried french fry type thing there's just so you know i I have zero faith that you'll follow through with this really yeah do you feel the same way yeah (gasps) i didn't know everyone was noticing my french fry habit 100 percent at a restaurant we don't go out to eat very often but you ever 100 percent of the time but no not fried pickles is what you order more than french fries well in march it stops okay all right we'll check so i'm gonna do that and then also I think I'm um, Gretchen Rubin did this thing where she was um, gonna like limit buying buying things in March. So she, I mean, she would buy like the necessities at the grocery store, but like just take a month off of buying stuff. So I'm gonna try and do that in March too. So I have two different things in March. It is just so surprising to me that this is like the content that you consume as a podcast, as a listener. Why? Somebody describing to you their, that they're going to decrease their shopping habits. I like to, I, I am striving to be a better version of myself every day. And so Jeez. I feel like I, I feel like people like that inspire me. They don't inspire you at all. Uh, they put me, I'm asleep hearing the story. I want to take a nap. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad that it does. Anyway, so that's, but everything, and I haven't started, I've been, because I've been gone, I haven't DJed. And I've been, you, I've been really sad about that. You, 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 I don't know what to do, but you have not put, you need to put some time into that. I know. It's turning zero time into that. It's turning into a micro stress because I look at it, but there's no many minutes. There's no minutes. Like by the time work ends and I pick up the kids and then take them to all their activities, I'm like, how did that, where did the day go? I always am surprised that it's time for school pickup. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, you really should. You wanted to do that so badly and you haven't, it's been a quarter is done. Right, but so this is good that we're having a check-in because since I'm getting rid of shopping, I'm going to be DJing. All the time that you spend shopping? I'm going to be DJing. It's online shopping that you have to cut out. I'm cutting that out. Yeah, we'll post all, we'll, we'll, March we should, one. We should post your credit card statement here at the next, at the end of the next. <laughs> I am, I'm really going to try and do it. Okay. And then I, I, I'm, also, there is no French fries happening in March. Or fried pickles. Or fried pickles. Okay. Any variation of the fry, I'm okay. not going to be right. okay. consuming. I, I'm looking forward to it. What are you going to do in March? Are you going to? Ha- I think I'm happy and I would like to have less <laughs> guidelines on my life. Okay. I think you should sleep. I've been trying. I went to bed early last night. 
Only under duress. I know, and then I was wide awake until like 10.30. No, you weren't. I was. Oh. You were snoring next to me. Okay. I went back online on my phone and was looking at Patreon. After I started snoring? Yeah. Was it a sweet snore? Very sweet. The most <laughs> gentle snore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk All right. to you soon. Love you. Love you. Mm-hmm.